Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 183. I, of course, am your host, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me. It's Matt. With me, as always, it's my buddy Eric. He's the light bearer. He's the light bringer. He brings the light of 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 himself into your life. I of was gonna everything. Say the light of of else, the light into the show. Don't. The light into all things, man. Okay. When the darkness comes, I'm here to bring it back up, so that way you can envelop me once again in your darkness and drag me down to the depths. And then I have now, to I don't fight know. I my hear way from a back. Lot of people up. that you are mean and evil. You are the worst. <laughs> that's that's only at work, man. Okay. <laughs> that's that's actually the majority of people that i know though compared to the people that know you in real life it's like four people that's very true <laughs> so if majority rules i'm evil dang it dang it and also i think you almost had a song lyric there when you wrapped in the darkness to bring back to the light and then it was supposed to go somewhere i could feel it in my bones Ooh, i was like man. Oh, it's like a like an Amy Grant song or some some Mariah Carey stuff from when I was a little kid, and I could I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. But hey, he's him. I'm me. This is third shift. How was your week, Eric? Oh, what a beautiful week that I had this last weekend. <laughs> I don't remember what I did. I know I went out uh, with the daughter. We had some fun. Went to Barnes and Noble. Read some books. Visited my father. Uh, all sorts of shenanigans. But this week, I got food poisoning. Yay! Sunday, it must have happened Sunday because I started to feel off Monday. I wasn't feeling good. I was kind of sweating, you know, having them hot, cold flashes, tummy a little upset. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? That's kind of weird. Huh? But it wasn't that bad. Big a deal. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday came and boom, full force, food poisoning. I had to go to work, couldn't take days off. So I was at work the last few days here with food poisoning, been recovering, getting back to normal. Man. What a glorious time it is. <laughs> Obviously, when you have this kind of thing, you know, you're like, oh, I should do something. No, I should sleep, you know, and, that, and that's what I've been doing. Going to bed, sleeping for large amounts of time, and it's been helping. Drinking lots of liquids, mm-hmm. drinking lots of waters, uh, gaming, eating foods, and doing fun things hasn't really been something on the, the, the front of my mind. So this week's <laughs> kind of been a wash, but uh, I feel a lot better now. I'd say about, like I told Matt Offsayer, about 90%. So I'm doing pretty good. I'm almost right back to normal, and I just in time because the weekend's kicking off. We had, of course, PAX East, which we're going to be talking about today. All sorts of good things ahead of us. So I'm glad that I'm feeling like a normal human being, almost, for the most part, as of this point. And I can't wait to get back into doing some gaming and screwing around because I've been missing and missing and missing and getting people asking where I am. And I'm like, hey, you know, don't don't ask me. Don't just leave me alone. Let me be. I'll be back. I'll be back someday. <laughs> God bless. So, pretty short, but it needs to be because we got cool stuff to talk about anyway. What about you, Matt? What did you do? Speaking of cool stuff to talk about, I did cool stuff over the weekend. Went to the Williamson Theater on Saturday, saw a play called 900 Miles to International Falls, which is one that I had seen performed just as a reading during the, the Giving Tuesday big playathon that I always go to. So it was cool to see it come to life, to see all the props, to see the costumes. They actually had a really cool set. And since I think there's only like five performances left, I think this is the last weekend. I'll spoil it for everyone, anybody. They have like this cool modular like wall. And it was like, you know, it's like a white wall with all these like little white squares 
you know, the divided up and they would use it like as a projection screen for like, you know, all news breaks or like the intro to the, to the show and like backdrops and stuff. But then they could also like pull it open like cabinet doors in certain areas. So it like some characters worked in a factory. So they would pull open two of these doors and it'd be like the stuff they're making and they'd wheel out a table, a modular thing. Mm -hmm. And then when it was time to switch to like the apartment, they close those two doors, open this other cabinet door type thing. And it would be, you know, like a like a kitchen cupboard or something going on. So it's really cool to walk in and see nothing, like no set. There's just this white wall. And then, oh, we can pop it open. Like they could angle the the side ends of it in and then use those as entrances and exits. So it's really cool to see that. Really cool to see that play come to life. They changed the ending up a little bit from when I had seen it. So that was pretty interesting too. Just a really great show. Williamston Theater always does good stuff. Then on Sunday, went and saw, went to the MSU Theater at the uh, Fairchild Theater over there and saw Into the Woods, which was really good, but kind of weird. Like, I've never seen it before. I really loved the first act. It was really, really cool. It's kind of like twisted takes on fairy tales, essentially, and all the all these fairy tales running together, all these characters interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Really cool, really interesting, and uh, really well-performed, even by... Well, I, I know that when it's the MSU theater, there's usually some drama students and then, like, some professional actors in the big major roles, but everyone was good. Singing was good. Costuming was good. The presentation on that was actually pretty cool, too, because they all used the same scene, but, like... You know, like stuff would drop in from the ceiling or move in from the sides. They had some projection work in the background, too. So it was pretty cool, too. Just two good theater shows on the video game front. Played some Yakuza 5 Remastered on my stream on Friday night. Had some good times with that, as always. And then, oh, man, I'm getting down to just the, I was going to say the meat and potatoes death stranding. But, no, I'm, I'm, like, working towards the dessert course on that. Man, oh man, I'm getting into some endgame stuff. Some wild stuff was happening. Big old boss fights. This fight's in the tar. Oh my god, there were whales. It was the craziest streams that it's ever been in Death Stranding. I was like sweating. I was panting. I was like wet when I got done. I was like, oh my god. And there's still more to do. So stick with me at twitch.tv slash third shift me. We'll see the end of that game yet. And then we'll see what we do after that. But that was my week. It was a weird, wet, wild week. Together as a team this week, we did absolutely nothing except for something that went up live for the patrons over the weekend. Or did I? No, I did it like yesterday. That's when I did it. Mm-hmm. Hooray. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. Go check out patreon.com slash third shift me for more details on that. Coming up next week, we got IG2G episode 73. I, I, you know what? I, I did know something I was going to talk about, but I forgot. Oh, well, I know <laughs> one or two things I'll be talking about. So we're going to have a good time with that. There are games just coming out all over the place, little gems mm-hmm. you might not know of. It's going to be a good time. And soon, of course, we're going to have big, giant, as you say, meat and tater games coming out. Oh, yeah. So you know IG2G will have some good stuff to be talking about soon. Absolutely. And speaking of good things to talk about, it's my favorite part of the show. This is the best thing to talk about. It's called Shift Codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and new today, shinga shinga shing, as we're recording this, Shift Codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 3. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourself that good-ass loot. Oh, yeah, and it's free, too. Bam. God bless. Gotta love that free loot. Every single time it's dropped, you gotta thank Randy. You just gotta go, thank you, Randy. Woo! Mm-hmm. Ride that roller coaster of love while you're turning in them keys, getting all that good stuff, and having a great time. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And speaking of having a great time, 
I'm, we're going to do this first because it's the, it's the smallest bit. People are having a great time with the buffs for certain weapons in these hot fixes oh, that dropped today whoa, as we're recording this. Fix, oh my goodness, so many good things. People had their hands in the air, waving them around because they do care all that much about it. They do indeed. Now, before we get into those wonderful weapons, I do want to say in the uh, just the general fixes, etc., one... Was mm. the uh, the circle of slaughter that was messed up had the glitches going oh, yeah. on? A lot of people yeah. were talking about that one. Well, guess what? The system of slaughter has been fixed. You'll no longer have the uh, issues going on there. Hopefully, as long as the you know the hot fix worked. So mm. celebrate, be happy. You no longer will fail because you cannot kill all the enemies in the system of slaughter. Yep. With that being said, though, like you said, the big one here is the buffs. They were like, hey, you know, we've heard you. We're we're fixing it. Doll mm. just got. All damage increased for assault rifles by 35%. I won't list you. I don't know if I should list them all, but uh, I'll just say the, the lob, the wood blocker, Malik's Bane, Ruby's Wrath. I mean, come on, you guys. This is exciting stuff because I've got 5,000 wood blockers, and I don't know how many lobs, and I want to use them, and I've never really touched them because they're garbage. Now, see, I did want to specifically bring up the wood blocker because I look at it and I go, Sniper, I have a poop, and I sell it. And I think it was our buddy Kyle Beasley, or it might have been one of the other Gearbox dudes, but they retweeted the the patch notes or the hot fixes, and they said, hey, this is for all you suckers who sold all your wood blockers, winky emoji. And I was like, you thought exactly what I was thinking, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I got like 15 of those, and they're all sold. They're all gone. But the next time I get one, I'll go, hmm, let me look at this and let me actually play with it because I've never used a sniper rifle in this game in my whole life. Now, the best thing about all this, Matt, is you know I've got problems. Yeah. Okay, so I hoard things, even if I don't like them. So yeah. I have a wonderfully done, anointed, level 53 wood blocker with a beautiful perk for me, Miss Moe's, sitting nice. in my bank right now. So next time I get on, I get to go, oh, let me teach you. Let me get you all of this. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot things and have a great time with it and still realize I probably don't like sniper rifles that much. But at least it'll do its job, as I ranted and cried about last time, and yeah. how the wedding invitation does its job, unlike so many other sniper rifles out there. Maybe this one mm. will now do its job as well. And I'll, I'll maybe slowly turn my opinion around on uh, sniper rifles. Yeah, maybe so. I I would like to try it out, but considering I play Flack with Mr. Beef, I don't think I'm really going to get the chance to because it's going to be a death trap situation. It's like Borderlands 2. Uh-huh. I'm going to try and line up a shot, and Mr. Beef's going to go, Rrr! and they're going to go, Wee, we're all running around in crazy circles, and you don't have just a mouse to just point and click on our heads with, so good luck, sucker, and I'll go, ah, Flacker, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for the lob... Like I said, I've got several of those. I thought it was just funny. It was unique. It was different. It was, you know, cool. But mm-hmm. it just kind of was a garbage weapon. And honestly, yeah. I wasn't even mad about it. I kind of just figured it was meant to be that way. Like, they just ma- meant it to be a fun gun. But mm-hmm. they went in and bought that one now, too. So, guess what? I have a level 53, very nicely anointed version of that sitting in my bank waiting for me as well. So I get to play with that. And also, while we're at it, I've got a very nice level 53 anointed Malik's Bane sitting in my bank as well. The only (laughs) one I don't have is Ruby's Wrath. I don't think I've ever gotten that. I've never even heard of that. So I have no idea. I definitely got that one. I think, was it a grenade? I can't remember. Yeah, it's a grenade. Yep, Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, because I got it and it, it caught my eye because one of mom's dogs is named Ruby. And like mm. the tagline is like, you don't want to mess with Ruby. And I was like, ha ha, that's funny. And then its damage was like 10% of what I had on. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Throw that in the So triggers. someday, someday I'll get another one and I'll look at it and maybe I'll be able to use it. Well, here's the hope. And I'm hoping to find a grenade that's for me. I already found a purple mm. that I'm supposed to be hunting down. But you know what? I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to trying new things. So if I get one, I'll. Hey, why not? I'll throw it on and throw a bunch of them out there and see what happens. Absolutely. Why not? And hey, speaking of throwing a bunch of stuff out and seeing what happens, oh, man, they were at PAX East. Gearbox was there. They had a whole panel. They threw a bunch of stuff out right at our faces, and they saw what happened, which was a lot of this. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Woo! True! <laughs> That's the best way to intro it. There so, you go. With- it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> With that, let's dig it in. Let's go. Let's go all in. Pax East Borderlands panel was about a, what an hour and a half total, roughly. Uh, it was like the live stream was an hour and a half, but at least twenty eight minutes of that was commercials and things. It was That's the true. intro, mm-hmm. like they usually do. Hey, we're going live at six thirty, and then you tune in at six thirty, and it's like thirty minutes until the stream starts. So I was I was quite sad, but also at the same time glad because. It means that most of the stuff I missed was not anything. Mm-hmm. So they come in and they're like, hey, we're here we are. We're having a good time. Are you all here having a good time? Uh, the first individual, don't remember names. I'm never going to remember names. Doesn't matter. Jeez, Matt, Matt will remember it. the names. That's what he's here I for. I had it written down and I'm not even going to help you out on this one. I'm just going to let you stew in it, Eric. I'm not, but I'm not going to stew in it because I don't care. <laughs> I didn't even write it down. I know he was like a PR man. Yeah, he was, he the, was uh, the president, ambassador of, president of ambassador of communications, and or something like that. I've never don't remember seeing him before. <laughs> professionals here at third shift. I can't, I'm telling you. But he came out, introduced everything, said, "Hey, got up some people and got them married, and said we were at Gearbox. They did the whole you know intro mantra of Gearbox loves to work for people. Gearbox loves to make mm. great games. You know, Gearbox is committed." Did the whole reel that I think it was the same reel that they showcased uh, yeah. at the previous event, and got the whole thing kicking off with that. And then, like I said, the wedding and talking about how they love doing this kind of thing for everybody. Wait, what? It wasn't a wedding. Oh, the guy proposed. Oh, the proposed. It's totally different. Here. Whatever. I know, it's been, I know it's been a hot minute since you did it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Does it know how it works? You just propose it. Will you marry me? Yes. You're married. Go home. <laughs> then the ring goes, and you're like, whoa, hey, there we go. Sweet. You don't even put it on. It just warps up. Oh, my God. It's on me. That's <laughs> the way it should work. It's a natural. It's like a, it's like a snapping turtle. It opens up. <laughs> Got your finger. It's like a ah! magical bond. It's beautiful. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right in a certain in a certain respect, Eric. That's true. That's true. Oh, There's the power of bond. love. Oh. So after all that, he kind of was there to warm everything up, get everybody in the mood of being in love with uh, Gearbox and Borderlands and mm-hmm. everything else. And then they brought out the next guest, Matt. Yeah, they did. They brought out Steve, the president of Gearbox Publishing, and he had a, he had a, quite a few. Well, actually, wait. Did they bring him out first? Because the first announcement was Borderlands 3 on Steam. I think that was right before him. I think that was the tail end of the PR guys thing, right? Yeah, that was him. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So they did announce that Borderlands 3 is coming to Steam on March 13th. So if you've been waiting for a PC launch and you just hate the Epic Game Store and you got to have it on Steam, booyaka, booyaka, here you go. Or if you played your Epic Game Store copy, like the download a file to death and it's like falling apart and crumbling, now you can get yourself a new one via Steam, a new shiny one. Get all this, all the achievements all over again. Get it all. Get it done. So I'd completely forgotten about that because, of course, the whole Steam Epic War thing is already mm-hmm. so yesterday's news. And yep. Who cares? No one remembers. No one for like the ten percent still hanging on, going. I refuse. Well, welcome to the party, everybody. March thirteenth, you'll be playing with everybody else. Fantastic. Welcome to the club. And everybody knows the true pro players play it on PS4, not That's PS4 right. Pro, like regular, old school yeah. launch PS4. Launch PS4 Pro. Wait, pro launch. Launch PS4. Uh, oh yeah, you had to upgrade <laughs> since you got that PSVR Johnny money back. Let's just make it rain. Oh, I wish. Man. I wish. I wish. No, I did not. I tried to scheme a way to make it work, but it was impossible. Could not do it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so yes, then Steve from Gearbox Publishing did come out. He introduced or he showed off the little trailer for Godfall. Talked about that a little bit. It's a looter slasher. All the stuff that. We already knew, and you already knew, because we talked about it on podcast previous. Then he brought out Rob Cunningham from Homeworld 3, and they talked about the fig thing. Boom, put that a check mark in Matt's corner. He said that would totally happen. They followed up on that. And I got to say, even though Homeworld is not a genre that you and I are really into, I got to say this Rob Cunningham dude is awesome. He's got stage presence. He's got stage poise. He speaks well. I would like to see him do a whole keynote speech just on you know anything about homeworld do it because when he came on stage and he was just put together he was there he was in it he was a pro i was like man this guy's the man not to disparage anyone else but he was just like boom next level i agree with that now before i tell you why i want to back up one second because there's one thing on my mind i want to get rid of uh of the godfall situation they showcase okay. the the same trailer which you know no big deal all mm. you know all good you can't have a new trailer every five seconds however he goes mm. It's going to be a looter slasher, and we want to make it different from all the other games in, in the way that we did with Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't elaborate whatsoever. He just said it's a looter mm-hmm. slasher. Guess what? There's a lot of looter slashers out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of just like, huh, shouldn't you, you like maybe mention one unique thing about the game that would indeed make it unique from any other looter slasher out there with the... Now, here's my question to you, Eric. Give me an example of a looter slasher that you're talking about. Diablo. Okay, that's a looter clicker. You click, 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 click. No, it's a I think what he's saying. I, I think what he's saying with slasher is like it's an active, like not Dynasty Warrior style, but a third-person action game. Not a top-down, isometric. Oh, you, I know you slash, but it's not. It is active in some sense. You, you, you get what I'm saying. It, I, I'm expecting it, it to be something like something active. Like, I, I wouldn't want to say Dark Souls because then you start going into other territories, but something like that where there's there's tactics and action and rolling and maneuvering and slashing or like Devil May Cry or something. If you had something like Devil May Cry with loot, that'd be a looter slasher because that's stylish, it's big, it's over the top, it's actiony. That's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking he means. Like third person action based, not. Not action RPG light ish. It depends. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's a lot of words right now. 
Yeah, well, I feel like it, it you know it's. I I have my hopes and I want it to be great, but I just you know oh it's gonna it's a looter slash but it's gonna be unique like Borderlands and I'm like well. Okay, so how? What do, what do you mean by that? Do you mean you're just gonna add one little function that's from uh, Dark Souls, and now whoa, it's not even remotely like a looter game because it's got Dark Souls mechanics. No, I don't know what your I problem is, be- Eric. That's the only way you can think <laughs> it's gonna be unique, like a looter slasher. So you can't just go, oh, it's just Diablo. If he's if he's trying to say it's going to be unique, you got to take it in a unique way, like hey, Devil May Cry. With I loots. hope it's unique, but they didn't show anything. There's nothing they well, showed that was unique. Show any, they're not going to show anything till at least September. Come so on, it's like Nick. okay, well that's what I mean. It's words, 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 words. That's what that's give what me, the shows are all about. That's pot- what this show is. This show's if just you words. You don't give us a potato. You're just talking. You just you. You're going to starve me to death. That's what you're going to well, do. Come welcome on. Welcome to the video can't... games industry, Eric. Welcome to every trade show there ever yeah, is. Yeah, and look how many come games on. get knocked down. 70% of them, because they come out, they're like, oh, this game is revolutionary. Listen, guys, it ain't just going to be an RPG. We added a new thing that's going to make it unique to RPGs all over the world. And then it's like, oh, we made it so you had a choice of three choices, not two. Oh, yeah. Okay, Aww. Mass Effect 3. Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be positive. <laughs> Think positive for, for, uh, once, for once, Eric, on the no, show. You, for you've all sakes. dragged me to hell. That's what you did. You dragged me into the pits. Now, now, if anybody should be sad, it's me, because I said we should get like an extra five seconds on that Godfall trailer. We got the same darn thing, or mm-hmm. some new voiceover or something. So I'm the one who should be sad mad. Uh, but I, I didn't expect anything new other than five more seconds of something mm-hmm. so i'm not sad about it what i am happy about i'm going to continue on and say homeworld 3 that guy's awesome bring him on all the time talk about stuff i did like that they followed up with some stats for the fig saying it was the biggest like fig campaign ever the highest like per per backer price people had been paying that it was still open so you can continue to build your whatever it was like your share price your investment in the game that was pretty cool they also did tease out a little trailer for Homeworld Mobile. Again, not a really the type of game that you and I aren't really interested in, but cool to see it running for people who are enjoying some Homeworld or who well, want some more Homeworld. Here's in their the lives. stick on that: you got to give him props because obviously the trailer was a failure. It didn't work. Mm. Didn't happen. It was going to be the same trailer we'd already seen. So Maybe. anybody who'd watched the previous event, you're going to have seen the Maybe. same. Tra- the the Maybe. mobile Maybe thing was the, the mobile thing Maybe was the same. So you knew it was no, be the come same. on, no, 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 <laughs> no I'm not letting you do it. That no. part doesn't matter. I got to give him props because he recovered. He just came yeah. out and went, "Oh yeah, the trailer you didn't see. It was real good. It was so fun and great. I want an applause mm-hmm. for my trailer. You didn't see. All right, all uh-huh. right, let's go, everybody. So you know." Good on him for taking a scenario that didn't work and just rolling with it instead of making it a weird, awkward kerfuffle with everybody's hawking off stage and people running around trying to make something work. Good on him. As you said, we don't really play the Homeworld games. After seeing Homeworld Mobile, though, I was like, oh, maybe I would play Homeworld Mobile. I'll just stand at work and clickety-clack those buttons and... Mm-hmm. Bam! I'm 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 accruing you know money to build my ships up to go out and screw over other people, and that's not too bad. I could do that. Now you know what? That's the exact kind of tap tap taparoo. That's the perfect genre for it. Mm-hmm. Like RTS or stuff. You tap this, 
go there. To move here. This, build another this. Yep. This, form up These here. These resources to make this. Click, click. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then if it is, I mean, if it's like single player, you just, oh, uh, got to do something. Lock the phone. Come back. It was paused. Or you know, leave it running for, oh, we're just mining resources. Leave mm-hmm. it running for 30 extra cycles or whatever. Yeah. So that kind of perked my interest a little bit because that's something I would actually check out. Whereas, like mm-hmm. you said, I've just never played those types of games on consoles, PC, or anything. Yeah. So it's going to be harder for me you to get me interested in, you know, Homeworld, the new one. But uh, this mm-hmm. mobile one might have a shot. So you know, I was like, ah, oh, man, I'll have to hit up Gearbox uh, Publishing and see if they'll send us some, you know, some Homeworld mobile, right? Maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and one last bit of praise for old Rob Cunningham. You mentioned him rolling with the punches and telling a cool, oh man, rolling with the failed trailer. I really appreciated his candid story about going down to Gearbox and, hey, we're showing him the thing in progress and it actually worked and I was amazed. And then Randy Pitchford started swearing up a storm because this thing came out of shadow and it was a whole nother thing. And he he put me in that room because we know Randy and how goofy and over the top and crazy he gets, how much he loves to swear when he's excited like he did all through the rest of the show. And I was just like, man, this guy's this guy's he does good presenting. He's professional. He tells fun stories. He's cool. He's casual. This guy's the greatest. Make this guy do all your presentations. Hire him. Get him on Gearbox Main now, everybody. Jeez, please. Right. <laughs> so they did that, and then Steve was gonna go off stage, but he failed to check the teleprompter, which was telling him mm-hmm. to do one more thing, which was the Risk of Rain two updates that are coming out pretty soon. Yep. And that's another one of those titles we should have played. One of us should have probably got mm. on board with. And you said you yeah. were super excited about it, but you didn't do it. So I like to just throw the blame on you and not me on that one. <laughs> that's okay. I'll accept it because all the trailers looked super duper 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 cool. But then when I watched people like Gathalian and I think Baru, maybe, uh-huh. it wasn't Gathalian. Uh, it was Baru who was playing it quite a lot. I would Gathalian watch him play played it for a while too, yeah. Did he play for a little bit? Uh-huh. But I would watch it and I'd be like, oh, this is kind of that early access jank feel from what I was watching, which is why I don't do early access games. Like it looked like it like the the, the seeds were there for fun stuff, but while he was while he was playing it, I was like, I'm glad I didn't pick this up because I would not have had to I would have had a good time, but it wouldn't have been a polished experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yes, the Hidden Realms update is coming out for Risk of Rain 2 on the twenty fourth of March. And then they also like totally slipped in and I was like I was busy. I was like, my head was moving on to the next thing. And then they were like, oh, yeah, also the artifacts update is coming out on the 31st of March. See you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely odd. I think it was just because uh, he was running out of time because he thought he was already yeah, leaving. Yeah. So he had to wait. You know, he had to waste a little time there. And went, oh, crap. Trying to spin it in real quick and get get off mm-hmm. before the thing tells me get off. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. It's it just a, you know, a little mistake. It wasn't that big a deal. And honestly, it made yeah. me actually come back in and pay attention because at mm-hmm. that point, you know, they had already just rehashed stuff again, so I wasn't I wasn't checked out, but I was just like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. talking a little bit Listen. with you know people at work and messing around, and and then he went, oh, oh wait a minute, and I went, oh, what's going on? With that? Plus, it made me perk my little ears up and say, well, wow, two updates coming inside of a week of each other. Maybe they're going to keep like like they're going to start stirring that pot up or like revving up that engine and just like every week something new is going to pop in here's a new item here's a new thing here's a new region here's a new enemy that'd be pretty cool i don't uh-huh. know if it's going to happen but two two possibly big updates that close to each other that's only a good sign you're getting more content for this game you've already got it's awesome 
It is. And it's good to see that Gearbox Publishing, as we always say, is still rocking and rolling, still helping out, making content, doing things. It's always a pleasure to see what kind of weird things they're working on. And mm-hmm. I hope, I was hoping for something new this time around. We didn't get it. So yeah. I'm, I'm a bit sad, but hey, that's okay. The games they got coming look really good, look solid, look fun, look promising. So still good on them. Speaking of looking good, a lot of merch was presented to us to be for via our eyeballs from Eric Stead, licensing director for Gearbox Loot. But she was talking about all the cool, crazy deals you can get on all the different all the different shops all around the world, all around the web. Like the Weta Workshop stuff is still twenty percent off with a special code. I'm I, I Borderlands Three Art Book, Matt. That's Come on, true too. man. 40% off right now, just to March 2nd. You cannot, we cannot let that one go by. That's a steal. If you're interested, you got to get it. I definitely agree, but I was busy looking up Weta Workshops mm-hmm. thing I knew and putting it in and, and looking at that flax statue and just going, mm-hmm. well, I got my tax return, so now it's time. <laughs> and I put it, it saved as a, as a browser window in my phone. So I feel like that needs to sit here on my desk. It has to. It should. It's the proper place for it. That's mm. a proper chopper, as some might say. That's it's very true. <laughs> but you know what's sometimes an improper chopper, and I'll I'll admit I skipped past it this time. She was like, Where's that other shirt that I got? And Randy Pitchford came out you and he did said, not I got skip a magic it. trick and I got no, a shirt and I got didn't. an envelope. That's, no, I an, did. that's an improper chopper, one hundred percent. You have ruined the day. You have to watch it. Randy's I, magic trick. That is, I couldn't just, do it again. No, I couldn't do it. You have to Not do it this all the time. time because this time it changed. This time, you know, when a, a thing happens to you enough, it becomes okay. You know what I mean? And this was the time it happened. <laughs> <laughs> like this time, as 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 the feeling came about. <laughs> A feeling of acceptance came over me, Matt, and I said, you know what? This is just this is just how it's going to be for the next 15, 20 years, however long, before Randy is no longer with us. <laughs> We're going to get that magic trick, and I want to be there for every last one, Matt. Now see, see, this is why Third Shift is great, because on days when you're way up here, and I have my hand like way over my head right now, I'm way down here, and now my hand's down by the floor. And then on days when I'm up here, you're Johnny Negative, I hates everything. Now, I, now for the longest time, you've been like, stupid magic tricks, I'll never watch that. And I was like, well, I have to watch it for the show. Today was the day I said, I ain't watching that anymore. And you went, no, dude, it's fine. Nope. I love magic. Magic's the best. It's the best thing ever. He did a trick. He did a wonderful trick. He did He did a Randy trick. And it was great, and it worked. And he talked about babies. His little baby got turned into a Borlands baby. And you get him buy a shirt right now, literally on the on the merch site. That's mm. Randy's boy when he was a baby, all done up in the old Borlands fashion. And mm. then uh, says baby baby Mordecai or something like that, whatever. And you get it. Well, what what I what I will say, I skipped past that, and I got to the mm-hmm. point where it showed the shirt. It was like Mordecai's baby psycho, and I went, "Huh, I, I don't know that I'd buy that shirt." But when I was on GearboxLoot.com later, looking to see if they had the Weta Workshop stuff there, they have they have that one, the baby blue one. But then they also have one that just says "Baby Psycho," and it's this baby with the psycho mask on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's kind of cool for like a dad or a parent or something." 
I, I was like, that one I, I could buy. Because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a crazy picture. I'm like, what? Baby Psycho? What is that? What's no, he wearing a mask same. for? I don't get it. Why is he wearing that to LeBaz class? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was cool. It was neat. It was fun. It was definitely your Randy's magic trick. And mm-hmm. the best part was is I had turned off the uh, the Twitch chat. Now, mm-hmm. long before that happened. Because, of course, I hate having the Twitch chat up when I'm watching these things because it'll skew your opinion on everything because everything's evil and negative. But for this yes. part, I had to turn it back on. And just the, the moans of sadness <laughs> just fed my soul and just lifted me up to heights unknown, you know? <laughs> I was on cloud nine floating around at work, you know, for this whole uh-huh. duration of the uh, the magic event. As people uh-huh. lamented of sadness and despair. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this is precisely uh-huh. what we needed. I knew we would get our magic trick. I knew we would. Ah, and it happened. And it was glorious. <laughs> it was actually a great segue. You know, I, I appreciate the segue in that. Talking mm. from the loot, bringing loot in to the magic trick while also introducing Randy, who is then going to just stay on stage to keep talking about the DLC and the Borderlands stuff that everybody had actually come for in the first place. Yep. Now, I, I will say, in defense, of, I didn't skip it because I hate Randy and I hate magic. His tricks usually do work out really well. So I, I'll give him props for that. It just, I, I, could, I didn't want to deal with another awkward exchange. That's all, that's the only reason I skipped it. Plus, oh, man, I was running super late for the show. I had to get my show notes in on time. There, that's that's an actual reasonable excuse. Now, make sure Danny cuts that part, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, man. So while Randy stayed on stage, we're at the oh. meet and taters. He then, of course, went on and said, hey, you're all here to talk about Borlands. You want me to tell you all about the good stuff? And so mm. he did, Matt. So he did. So he did, but I'm going to start out with, you know, my favorite team was the user research data team, and mm-hmm. they went overtime for my boy Randy Pitchford on this one. They pulled out all the data, oh, he was yeah. saying all the words, all the numbers. Uh, one thing I got to point out, yes, of course, Flack's favorite pet is the Skag, which he called Mr. Chu, which is wrong. His name is Mr. Beef. Everybody knows it's Mr. Beef. He should know it's Mr. Beef. He should he should add beef and then crossed out and put Chu. I'm like, oh, I don't know where that came from. Third shift Easter egg. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought was astounding and cool is he said 38,000 years worth of game time has been put in to Borderlands 3 across all platforms from all players. That is ridiculous. It's astounding. It's amazing. It is. Big numbers like when that. When you put it out like that, too, then it just makes it seem even crazier. So mm. I appreciate those numbers, too. I ain't going to lie. That was definitely the time frame when he was popping those numbers off that I was once again mm. chit-chatting with people at work, figuring out what was going on, moseying about. I've never been a huge numbers guy. You know, I, mm. oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. I just like my own numbers. I'm a very egocentric, selfish guy. So like, if he'd have been yeah. posting my numbers and stuff, I'd, I'd probably have been embarrassed because, of course, they pale in comparison to the psychopaths <laughs> who play this game. But, you know, uh, I'd at least pay attention because it's about me. But general big stats, that's more <laughs> your thing. I was like, oh, that's neat. Okay. Oh, hey, why did Rick come in and ask me what I'm doing? And I ignored him. <laughs> now I, I will say for a lot of the numbers I was like okay yeah cool that makes sense but it's just cool to see I mean especially the years worth of playtime put in across everybody it's just ridiculous but the one part I got beef with I got major major beef with this part is he said hey Reese's mustache do people shave it or do people save it and they were like woo yeah I don't like it I like it a lot and he went we have no idea one of the choices is 
66%, and the other is 33%, and we can't figure out which one it is. So get on it, Kyle Beasley. Come on, man. I can't. And granted, it's it's one, it's one slot with a one or a zero in it in this whole giant acres mm-hmm. upon acres upon miles of code. But it just, it just irritated me. It was like, hey, here's all these cool stats we got. And we just can't figure out this one, though. It's like it's like you just like stuck your finger in my rib and you just keep poking at me. Like, ah. You can't give me a cake and then poke me in the ribs, dude. Ow. I have a feeling they had a, an idea in mind at the beginning of all this when they were making all this, which way mm. they were going to go with him and that mustache. But yeah, then as it yeah. became this big deal and this choice you made and this whole rigmarole, they went, well, maybe we should actually like pay attention to what people wanted and what, you know, what's fun, what's popular, what's funny, et cetera. And then That's they went point. back into the code and went, uh, we did not, we did not we mark this it. off. We didn't label mm-hmm. this. We did nothing with this. Ah, oh, crap. How do we tell? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I bet you got a good point. I bet it was supposed to be like a, oh, 99.99% of you said shave that crap off. But then once it got to be, not even, but you know, a in relative a split. Mm-hmm. They were just like, "Oh, oops, which one was it?" Oh no, yeah, that's a fair point. But still, it was just like the one little needle just poking at me. Like, no, you, stop. You didn't, you didn't. And then Randy, of course, goes, "Well, here's here it is. We got a big audience here. Well, you scream and yell for the one you want." And it was just that never ah, works. Ah, that sounded the same. That didn't work at all. <laughs> Plus, oh man, he stuck another needle at me and said, I believe like I believe in the wisdom of crowds. I think people are pretty oh, smart. God, I went, no. You don't know the people that I know, Randy. Uh, you don't know the crowds that I know. Get you, out of here. You don't know crowds in general. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but hey, we're gonna spin it into a more happy subject. Oh, except actually it's not because it's a subject all about failure. He talked about data for the Molly Wan Black site and said it only had a 14% success rate even after they turned it down. when hey, I, I will say, Wotan still hits like a truck, so that's probably part of it. But I was, I was kind of surprised by that, by that low figure, and then I thought, hey, our success rates are above that. All mm-hmm. of us, literally all of us here at Third Shift, in the Third Shift Discord, we're all better than 14%ers, so <clears throat> puff your chest out a little bit. Pat yourself on the back. Well, he said he liked that number, and I said I liked that number. If you think about it, mm. I've talked about this a million times before, when you're playing like uh, MMOs and stuff like that, clear rates for raids, you know, the hard modes, and now hard modes, back then, or even normal modes, was only like 3 mm. to 6%. And they, yeah. that was acceptable. That was what was normal. Because that's what your hardcore group was. That's what your hardcore yeah. And this is a little bit higher, but that makes sense too, because you have such a higher player base and a more casual game. At 14% success rate. So mm. I think that's a sweet spot. I think it's a good number. That's telling them, that's telling me that everyone who loves this game, like, you know, just really wants to get in there and find those crazy good builds, do all the stuff, they're going to succeed. They're going to get through mm. it. And then for the casual, the hardcore casuals, a couple of them are going to slip through. They're going to get successes in there. And then beyond that, it's that's not for them. They might go try it, but they're not going to succeed as the data showed because they're just here. Hey, I don't know. This gun has orange bullets and I like it. You know, they're just having fun shooting baddies and psychos and going to town. They don't know what they're doing. They don't care. They're just there to have fun with family and friends. This gun sells for more than the other one, so it's better, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> God. <laughs> now, see, I will support you. I do like the numbers. You do make a lot of good points. I just like it because it means. 
I'm better than most of the people no, that are geez. out there playing. Because I, you know, I beat it twice. So I'm twice as good as a lot of these people. Yeah. yeah. And so are you, Eric. So puff, puff your chest I'm not, out. I don't want to puff my chest out, man. I don't want to do Let that. Let your head grow three sizes this day. Because oh, I, yeah. I see these psychos that do these streaming and stuff. And they're, you know, I'm not, I don't even... Well, that's that's the top point zero zero two percent. I know exactly. Well, you know when I see them all the time, though, that's what you think you should be, and you're like, no, stupid, you can't, you're not gonna be that. That's just like being on social media, Instagram. You can't look at everyone else's lives. You got to look at your life, your own life. Take that's right. Take pride in that. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Counseling Corner, everybody. That's right. <laughs> but next up is another segment that I called check mark, put another check mark in the Matt column because they talked about Eli Roth being the director for the Borderlands movie. And oh, gee whiz, guess what? Randy brought him out on stage. And it was another case of just like old Rob Cunningham. Randy was like, oh, gosh, I'm a little awkward and I'm kind of nervous. And then Eli Roth came out and he was like, hey, I'm a pro. I do this all the time. Bing, 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 boo. What are you guys doing over there? Want to be cool and get killed in a movie? Ha. Want to be want to be full of energy and excited and just professional? Boom. That's me. I'm Eli Roth. See you later. Yep. That's exactly what he did. Came on. He had a good stage presence. He had fun with it. He was excited to be there. You could tell it's early in development, though, and he even said that. Oh, yeah. But you could tell because he was like, oh, I'm going to make this is going to be a great movie and I'm going to do a lot of things with it. Don't know what yet, but we're going to get there. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, all right. I got faith and I do have faith. You know, he's yeah. a good director. He's got some nice chucks behind him. And then, of course, the writer of the whole thing, as we already talked about in a previous episode, definitely won an Emmy Award, for goodness sake. So, you know, the story's yeah. got the, the ability to be amazing. You know, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. it's way too early for me to be saying whether this is going to be great or not. Oh, yeah. But there is way more hope at this point and way more possibilities for this succeeding and being a good show than I ever, to be honest, like I said last week, Ever thought it was going to be. I didn't even think it was going to happen, let alone actually have a shot at being great. And now I'm like, well, holy cow, I've been proven wrong so far. We're moving at a state and a pace at which this could be something. And then to boot, like you said, he was like, hey, I want to get some actually bad mamma cosplayers mm-hmm. in my movie to show you that we love Borlands and Borlands peeps. And murder you in amazingly gruesome ways because I mm-hmm. love murdering people in amazingly gruesome ways. And you go, yeah, yes, you do, Eli. I've seen your uh-huh. movies. You very much do. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board with this. I mean, that's like the perfect way to do it. Because obviously you're going to need hordes of psychos. You're going to need like places with bodies all around because it is Borderlands. Even if they're just a body just laying there. That's perfect. Oh, look, it's... There's uh there's an Osney, there's whoever, there's this other cosplayer, there's them. And, and they was, can be like, here's the still frame of me in my movie, do 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 do. And I was just about to give a shout out to an Osney because she posted mm-hmm. today, she said, This is my time. And I was like, It is exactly this is exactly when you need to be showcasing all your work and getting out there and getting in that movie and getting yourself murdered. <laughs> and see, I was just gonna say, you get the cosplayers in there, you're gonna get a lot of gearbox people like in the background. Like if there's on a station, people are gonna be like, Oh, I'm typing away at this at the at the keyboard over here. I'm just a gearbox programmer. Hey, they should have a thing where they come into like a podcast studio that's been all blown up and there's like a big old shiny bald head in one corner and like a big old fat dude splayed over the desk. Oh man, you should get your favorite gearbox podcasters in that movie too. Oh, I'll play I'll play a dead body. I'll play a rack hive. I don't care. Put put a bunch of prosthetics on me. <laughs> I'll be whatever you need me to be, you know? Exactly. I'll be a Goliath. I'll take my shirt off and go, 
I want to be one of I'll the Irish it. guys. That's what I want to be. I want to have my little green hat go. on and just act like a complete fool. That's what I want to do. You could uh, be the voice of the CGI little little uh, Goliath rider that rides on my shoulder. Oh, yeah, That'd be it. He'd have a little bald head and little mm-hmm. glasses on. Yes. Perfect. If you guys are listening, hook us up. You know, we're here for you. Free of charge. Free That's of charge. That's a perfect idea from the brains of third shift. Oh, my goodness. God, so many, so many of them, Matt. <laughs> but then we got into the actual meat and taters. What everybody came for, what you said was going to be the poo-pooest part and you didn't have any faith, they got into the roadmap and they started dropping, well, they didn't start dropping dates, they started dropping months. DLC 2 coming in March, we'll get into that more in a second. In April, Mayhem 2.0, which we already knew about, we've talked about before on the show. And then Revenge of the Cartels, the next seasonal dlc the next free chunk of mm-hmm. I, I put seasonal in in brackets it was here, uh, a free in-game event take out cartel operatives earn unique event rewards that was the the three pinpoints on there and the unique event reward says to me seasonal dlc it's mm-hmm. like you know maybe not themed around a season but you know what i'm saying yeah now before you said i poo-pooed all over this i didn't poo-poo all over it i was just giving you uh, some leaked stuff that's coming from no, dlc3 no, no, no. What I'm talking about is when you were like, oh, roadmap, Phew. I don't even think they're going to make anything else because it's Gearbox. I remember that from last episode. Or though, two episodes ago. Was it? I don't no, even remember. I remember hearing ago. it a lot. And Yeah, because no, I had no. to edit that one. That's why I remember it. What I meant by that was roadmap beyond the four DLCs. That's too far out to expect even. Come on now. I think I don't think we're going to see much beyond the four DLCs promise. That's what I was getting at in that episode. I wasn't saying nah, that they weren't going to You gonna, didn't say that though. You I didn't say that. I was well, I did I have to? I, of course they're going to have yes, roadmaps yes, for the current DLCs. They got No, you were just saying there ain't going to be no roadmap, no <laughs> we nothing. Were, That's all We you were said. financially promised four DLCs. I paid for those. So of course they're going to make them. Well, I have well, to see, have them. He, he, Here's what I was thinking. Obviously, they're going to do the DLCs. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying there there were going to be droughts in between, or the DLCs were going to be like pop, 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 and then ah, oh, that's it. Uh, you know. Oh, gotcha. It. With nothing, nothing in between. No, because that's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. too, Matt. Because I told you, I said we're getting more takedown events. I told you that's you, already. You said Matt. you said they're probably going to do one or two, and then that'll be it. And yeah. you said it in the, the, the sadder voice. Well, I'm not wrong yet, though. I did say there'll be one or two <laughs> takedown events. So, hey, here's one. We're getting one so far, the Guardian takedown. And I'm mm-hmm. super stoked about it, actually, because it's acts what I wanted. I was like, oh, Guardian stuff? That'd be freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. That'd be a lot of fun. And because this is one that allows them to kind of go crazy with. Because, yeah. yeah, we've seen Guardians and stuff, but you could totally create some giant, weird, freaky-looking alien Guardian and make that mm-hmm. the boss with any ability you want because they're – Aliens yeah. that we don't know really much about. So you can do anything mm. you want with this one. It does not have to be restrained by any sort of laws or regulations that we already know about most of the different creatures about Pandora, et cetera, et cetera. And this is where, well, I'll elaborate for one more second on, that this is, gives them an opportunity to make this fight unique and weird and different and, mm. and not just a shoot, 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 murder, murder, murder you know, coordinate, run around, do specific things that require mm-hmm. you working together with your team, not so much just having the ultimate guns to murder things with, you know, as we talked about our last episode. I 100% agree with you. I like that it's, I, I'm, I hope 
like I said last episode, I hope they break it out into just not just Mollywands and then Guardians and then COV and then Beasts. But I am excited for the Guardian things because I want to see what that end boss looks like. Like you said, it could be a giant alien. It could be a whole swarm of them and then they combine to form something else. They could be coming in and out of like robot vehicles or or literally anything. They could just form a giant sandworm and it could be doing all over again. It could be uh-huh. literally anything. So I'm excited to see what kind of crazy stuff they do with it. I mean, we've seen different levels of Guardians so far, but none of them have been really crazy. Like, oh, here's one that flies and then, you know, imbues, they possess them and they get more powerful. It hasn't been anything like, you know, going from like a tink to like those, the, the what is it, the goons that shoot out the, the waves. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big evolution. We haven't really seen that with the Iridians in Borderlands 3 yet. They just kind of get a little bigger and they fly around and they hit harder. I want to see that like... Take it to the nth degree and be just absolutely crazy. And then, like you said, if it's all kinds of different forms and all kinds of different abilities, run here, stand on that, flip this switch, do this, aggro him over there, boo, 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 boo. Make it really cool. I'm excited for it. I am too. I, I can't wait for it. I I don't want to get anybody thinking I'm all doom and gloom here. I'm I've been stoked about this stuff. I want this stuff, and I can't. I hope it's great. I'm not. Don't mm. try to paint me into some damn corner where I'm You're just the sitting one here who literally curmudgeoning every single thing. I oh, just Eric, worry. you just spin everything. You just spin everything. You <laughs> twist it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're the master of that too. Don't get me out going. But before we get onto like the immediate stuff, I wanted to mention mm-hmm. he brought up, and I didn't expect this at all. Uh-huh. DLC four, DLC three, and then of course the meat and taters. We'll get at in a minute. Now I want to jump in before you get to that because in between the the Guardian takedown and talking about DLC four, he made like a a bunch of weird little comments about saying, "Hey." Like, these takedowns and seasonal events, they've been free, right, guys? Like, you unlock customizations and heads and skins and stuff, and it's all been free, right? Like, there haven't been any microtransactions as promised, right? And everyone went, yeah, woohoo! And then, but then he went, he got like a, like a pained look on his face, and he went, yeah, we're gonna try and keep that going as long as we can. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that's up to you guys. And I went, oh, man, no, don't. Still, how? And it made me it made me dip down super sad because I could <laughs> I could just see that 2K representative with like that big old hook that they use at the Apollo, just mm-hmm. waiting waiting to grab him off stage and be like, nope, you're gonna charge for that now. <laughs> <laughs> that did worry me. That yeah. honestly did. I was gonna just let it go because you know you've been painting me this curmudgeon, so I was like, eh, I'm not even gonna mention it. <laughs> but when that was said, I immediately mm-hmm. went. He's got 2K back there going, we need money on this. Yeah. We need more money on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys over here went and rabbed your mouth saying it was going to all be free. And you never really came around and consulted properly with us about this. And we're trying to make you still look good, but we're not going to be holding to this forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of like Randy's way of going, you know, hey, guys, we, we did keep our promise. We really we do. But, uh, you know... Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, money's got to be made, and oh God, I don't know what to do here. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Now I feel like in the next six months <laughs> we'll see some sort of uh, non-aggressive, right, attempt at some kind of microtransaction, and it's gonna come in as lighthearted as possible. But it's gonna come, and then of course it'll become the usual typical stuff later. But 
what I just really hope is it just stays to be heads and skins, just like, you know, with uh, with Battleborn was. What I would really hate is if, hey, you know, they've gotten people interested in takedowns and seasonal DLCs. As much as I wouldn't have minded headhunter pricing for those things, and we talked about that on the on the episodes before, as much as I wouldn't have minded that from the start, if you start off with this and then 2K says, hey, why don't you make that takedown well, buck ninety nine. It won't be bad, but I'll just be like, mm, you just ah. No, I remember now. Remember, I told you guys that uh, there were some leaks from some of the different streamers who'd gone into private meetings. Oh, with, yeah, uh, oh yeah, the them. battle pass. Type the stuff, battle yeah. passes is what Two K wants to push, to where you you buy the battle pass, then you get the skins, and you get the opportunity to do these new takedowns that they're going to come out with. And you're going to be in on the new, whatever new uh, legendaries get promoted. So by buying the battle pass, it's going to allow you to keep up with all the newer cosmetics and, you know, hoo-hahs going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll probably, it won't be implemented until after the fourth DLC because they've already promised the fourth DLC to the season pass holders. That would just be too much of a kerfuffle. But I mm-hmm. think the minute that's done, I think that's the minute that they begin the battle pass thing, which then be, is a microtransaction. So therefore, Randy would then still be able to hold on to his promise to an extent because they it, promised. It could be like, yeah, this is this is a bonus after everything we after had After what planned. we all promised. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we have to monetize it because to keep going, we need more funds to provide mm-hmm. you with the cool content you want to see. da 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 Yeah, that's, that's I, I, could, I, could, I could see that happening. I just hope, just like I said, that it's just cosmetics or maybe it's bonus legendaries you have access to or golden keys or something Mm -hmm. if it's actual content like levels or or stages or mini seasonal things that's when i'm gonna be sad because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play it enough to warrant all that if it's you know if that's the only way to get in i'll pay i'll pay headhunter pricing rather than do a battle pass type thing well, that's kind of if they're smart, that's what they're going to price it like though. They're just going to say it's 5.99 for this battle pass. And then for the next 6 months, you're in, you, you get, get to do the, the events, DLCs. you get to get the new cosmetics, you get the bonus XP's and the little loot packages that come to you as you level or get whatever mile markers that they set up as they're they're mm. still. That's what the typical battle pass does. Yeah. And some of them are more expensive than others. You get some that are like 10.99, 15.99. You get in that realm, mm. I'm out. I'm not going to pay 15.99 every 6 months. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I don't have that kind of money to be flopping around on video games all over the place and keep keep up to date like I do with the mm. games I love playing. But if they keep it at like a 5.99, I'll pay that. That's not that big of a deal to me and it's worth mm. getting in and doing the cool holidays and the takedowns and getting the perks and the whistles and bells that you know keep you motivated and having fun. Yeah, I think for me, I can do without perks, whistles, or bells, but if it's content, that's the only thing that I care about. Mm-hmm. I just, whenever I hear Battle Pass, I think the dark years of Fortnite, and I was covering that, and I just, I recoil like a, like a, like a hand off a hot stove. I just, yeah, no. So that's, yeah. Well, let's, let's get off of that subject. Let's talk about something really good, which is the hints, like you, you teased it, the hints at DLC 4. Because this sounds like some Claptrap's Fantastic Voyage type stuff to me. That's what it put me in mind of. I I went that route, and then the other secondary route here, Matt. And first off, if you don't know what we're talking about, he hinted that we, we're going to get inside the mines and see if we can handle the craziest psycho there ever was. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, we all went, Krieg, that's what he's talking about, Krieg, yep. yes. Makes sense, right? Now, you just mentioned Claptrastic, Claptrastic Voyage, getting in his head, trying to fish him out, get him out to save him from himself, basically. That mm. makes perfect sense. But also, I saw it in the Twitch chat, and this is what got me thinking, was what if it's a Bunkers and Badasses sort of deal mm. with him instead of Tiny Tina? So we're getting in the mind of Krieg by playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons or something along those lines with Krieg mm. and going through what his story would be instead of what Tiny Tina did, of course, with the, the medieval guru craziness. That'd be pretty badass. Or even if it was just a, like a, a he's a, he's Grandma Flexington, but he's telling you the story like Marcus. Here's mm-hmm. what I did. And then the poop train came through and the poop train manifests and whoosh, busting on through. You could do a lot of crazy stuff either way. Either way you go with it. Maybe you're actually like diving into his head to try and bring his sanity back out because obviously it's in there somewhere. Fighting all the things inside of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're just seeing the world through his eyes or some scenario through his eyes. Either way, he, he said, even Randy Pitchford said, well, this is just what we're thinking about. It might not end up happening, so don't get mad at me if it doesn't. But if it does, I'll be very happy because it'll be another unique capstone experience. Just like Claptrastic's Fantastic Voyage, just like Tiny Tina's Dungeon Keep, that that sounds wild and crazy, and that's what I like out of my DLC fours. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then he said, "Hey, I got a piece of concept art for DLC three, and mm-hmm. he showed cowboy-like figures riding on like Sauron, like you know, Velociraptor creatures, mm-hmm. going head to head." And that reminded me of my previous episode when I was leaking about all the ding-dongs, finding out his son got taken to this whole planet, going into this crazy crew that's all part of this new clan, this Volt Hunter's controlling them all. I was like, well, that makes more sense for this image. They could go there. They're going to find out that they got to be part of this root and tootin' whole thing, clan, blah, 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 get, yeah, get chosen to get in there. And they're a bunch of weird, wild, I guess, Wild West-type gang members or something, whatever the hell it mm. ends up being. I was like, maybe that's going to be wrapping around what that is. Who knows? But he kind of teased it, talked about it a little bit, and it's like, oh, it kind of looks like a Wild West, huh? Yeah, cool. And I was like, the one, the one thing it put me in mind of, and I don't think this is it because of what DLC is going to be about, or one of the characters, is I saw Old West Timey People, and I went, that's Clay riding a Saurian. What's he doing? Maybe you're going into his past to, you know, that whole gang he used to run with. Maybe you're finding out what, you know, what they used to get up to. And that got me excited because he's one of those, he is one of those cool NPCs that I don't think we saw enough of. Anytime I picked up an Echo thing of him and Wainwright talking to each other, I'm like, that's a cool guy. I want to know more about him. And maybe he'll be tied into it. Who knows? But that's what it put me in mind of. And I was like, yeah, I could do, I could do with some more Eden Six, especially if you get to ride on a Saurian for some part and engage in like a Wild West duel or something. I don't think that's what it's going to be because of DLC 2. But if I get to spend more time with the cool guy Clay, I'd be down with that. I agree. I, I think he was a good character and awesome and fun. I don't, Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think it has all, well, it all has possibilities. Like you said, yeah. I just hope that all the DLCs come at it with a unique approach. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm hoping going forward is that we get unique environments. We get unique uh, ideas and unique ways to tell the story they're trying to tell. 
mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, that's what I want. It's fun, engaging stories with crazy ways of doing things. And you know what? With that concept image, if you get me riding on a Sauron and I'm wild westing mm-hmm. it, shooting, you know, my six, my six shooter off of that sucker, yeah. that's unique. That's cool. That's fun. I'm down for it. I just mm-hmm. don't want it to be any kind of weird. I just don't want it to be your typical wild west, uh, spin on something. That's all. I don't want it to go in like, yeah. oh, you're, you're coming into the bar and here you go. Or I'm on a, I'm on a quest now. And then it's just, then typical Borderlands or something. You know, I don't want that. I, I was going to say, crazy. that was literally, that's literally the start of Borderlands 3. The intro mm-hmm. movies, you all walk into a bar, get in a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go on this big quest. <laughs> Damn it. No, we already did it. Do something different. So uh, that's all I hope. But I, the idea and the possibilities are all there. Like you said, Clay is cool. He'd be fun to mm-hmm. hang out with some more. But would they just have you hanging out with him? You know, then you get in that whole issue because they haven't done this yet. They they keep having you be your character. Mm-hmm. So it, it'd be another one of those things we've talked about before, whether or not you step outside your character, which they're not going to do because they're going to want to keep right. you leveling up and whatnot. So how are they going to incorporate you going with Clay? It can't be a past thing, I don't think. I think this time yeah, it would have to be true. you heading out with Clay to do something cool and then getting involved in his whatever craziness he's up to. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. I just mm-hmm. it would be so cool to play as a different character for a while. Like maybe you play as him for like five minutes. Like one boss fight. You you you're the six gun duel with Clay and whoever on on the backs of your Saurians and you pause it and you go, look at his whole skill tree they made for him. And you don't have to control him for five minutes, but that'd be so cool to just, you know, like when they put together that Typhon de Leon skill tree, just stuff they pulled out of their heads. Here's some cool thing. You know, Ash made a really cool Nova effect, so he's got a cool, like, Nova hat ability or whatever. I don't know. It'd just be a lot of fun. I don't think it would happen, but it would be so much fun. It would be fun, but I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they were true to their word and that they're not going to create any new Vault Hunters this time around or do anything like yeah. that. They're focusing strictly on the four that we got from the yeah. uh, the beginning of the game. Yeah, but that was... We got a hint at DLC 4, maybe, possibly. We got some concepts art from DLC 3. Now it's time to talk about it. Here's the meat. Here's the taters. It's DLC 2 called Guns, Love, and Tentacles, The Wedding of Wainwright and Hammerlock. And just just the splash screen got me excited because you see an opening, you see weird wild tentacles coming out, and then they, and he literally said, oh, here's a horrible Cthulhu thing is happening on the day of their wedding. And I went, you talk to me about horrible Cthulhu things, I am in. I'm in like Flynn. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, oh, I love H.P. Lovecraft. I've read all of his mm-hmm. books. I love all this stuff. And, of course, as you said, that image with the tentacles wrapping out, those two holding hands doing the thing, and then off to the side of these weird little tentacle uh, cultists there flying in the air and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, so cool. The colors on everything I really love. And mm-hmm. then before they did that trailer, they did the uh, the little skit. And oh, of course, that was awesome. And then, of course, announced, hey, guess what? Gage is coming back. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, my God, yes, finally. And for a second, I got terrified because he said, oh, look, it's Gage. And I was like, uh-huh, and, 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 and. And, and then they start then they start doing the skit. And they went, oh, man. And I will say, it was it's always really awesome to watch professionally voice acted read-throughs like this. Because seeing Wainwright's voice come out of that dude, it was like, wow, 
awesome. Same thing with, I mean, same thing with Crazy Earl with, with uh, Randy, especially on this one. I feel like on previous ones, he's kind of just like yelled and it's like, that mm-hmm. ah, just sounds like Randy yelling. There he sounded like Crazy Earl. The psycho sounded good. Gage sounded awesome. But then once she started talking and she was like, oh, what's this? And they looked over the shoulder and there he came. There came a special guest in Death Trap cosplay. Death Trap. Yes. He's here. I can My sit boy. back, drink a beer. I don't got to play anymore. My Death Trap. boy, he has returned. <laughs> He's going to save the day. He's taking out Bunker for me. I don't even got to worry great. about it. <laughs> I'm just going to go to sleep. Bunker will be dead. I'm going to get all the loot. Doesn't matter. But then the one thing that did terrify me, though, is, okay, obviously, Gage is going to be an NPC. You're not going to play as Gage. You're not going to play as Death Trap. The one thing that got me scared was as they're going through this cool skit, I'm like, this is a great skit, but there's not any time in Borderlands when you sit around and listen to this much stuff. And I thought, this is going to be a skit that's broken up across three echo logs. Am I even going to see Death Trap? Obviously, in the trailer, which we'll get to in a second, we see Gage. We didn't we see, Death, see Trap. Death Trap. Mm-hmm. I'm almost terrified that it's going to be like, oh, Death Trap, maybe he's playing butler. He's playing usher at the wedding, and she's got to run out and help. Or he gets blown up or dismantled or something. I got to see my beautiful boy, Death Trap. I got to see him. He's got to be flying around with me. He's got to do the clap. He's got to do the eye beam. He's got to be there. I can guarantee you he's going to be there. And real briefly, for anybody who just missed all of this somehow, they did play the trailer after the fun little skit, in which mm-hmm. case, hey, guess what? Hammerlock and Wainwright are getting married. Hammerlock's off on an adventure doing some stuff. Wainwright's trying to get things going for the wedding. He, of course, introduces to the skit he wants to get a wedding planner. Gage comes on board, says, I'll do it. He goes through some other people, like you said, Crazy Earl and a psycho. But that's how Gage comes into this whole thing. She's going to be the wedding planner for Hammerlock and Wainwright throughout this whole ordeal. You're going to come in and help take care of business because obviously lots of things go wrong and fun times are going to be had. Watching that trailer, I promise you, Gage is going to get into some action. She's going to get mad about something and Death Trap's going to come in because, as she said, I don't do nothing without my Death Trap. He comes in and murders all the bad guys for me and takes care of things. That's true. That's He's true. He's coming. He'll be there. We got nothing to fear for sure. Death Trap's going to be zapping some tentacles and taking care of business for us. Now, uh, there's one thing I, I do want to I do want to pick on just a little bit there, or I want to tease out. I don't want to pick on it, but you said, "Hey, obviously a bunch of stuff's going to go wrong." I wonder if a bunch of stuff is going to go right because Gage is crazy. She loves fighting. She loves anarchy. She loves wild times at Ridgemont High. And obviously, Hammerlock loves shooting beasts. Wainwright is an action gentleman now himself. I wonder if it's like, hey, I got a great idea. Come on over here. Oh, no, the portal opened up. And it's going to, you're going to be like, yeah, we killed him. Finally, we can get married. And they'll be like, yeah, this is the greatest wedding ever. And Gage will go, I knew you'd love it. <laughs> well, supporting sort of that theory in some way, shape, or form is the fact that even in the uh, the Borderlands 3 website itself, if you go over there, it's got kind of the details of what's going on. And it says you're going to be going and visiting a new planet, Lorgos, Lorgos, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. And, of course, the whole thing is it's uh, an unlikely venue for matrimonial merriment. This harsh, windswept ice world is home to mutated rock slugs, ferocious wolven, and occultists with eldritch powers. And furthermore, it says that they chose this place and only the most vile, evil, strongest things could survive here. 
why would you pick a place like that to have a wedding that's, if you didn't want to have craziness happen? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think you're right in a sense. I think they wanted it to be a nice, cool, fun, crazy place, you know, mm-hmm. to go nuts, kill a bunch of baddies, have a good time with it. You know, and that way Hammerlock's happy because that's what Hammerlock loves, hunting mm-hmm. crazy Cthulhu-type baddies going nuts with it. And and I got to say, the baddies in that trailer that they showed off, they got me excited because guess what? They looked all new. Mm-hmm. There's the big bulbous things. There were the cool cultists that looked like, they looked like evil flack is what they put me in mind of because they got that little glowy thing like right in their face region. And I'm like, it looks like flack went rogue. That's so awesome. Just... I've said it before. I, you know, I said it with the, the takedowns and the black sites and all that stuff. I want new enemy types. Boom. New enemy types are here. There they are. They're looking fresh. They're looking cool. They're looking neat. I'm excited. I couldn't Not be only more new excited. enemy types, like I just said, the new environment. So we get yeah. that too. You're going to a whole mm-hmm. new place, icy world everywhere. Like I said, the colors in there, there's like this nice eldritch purples and blacks mm-hmm. and stuff. It looks gorgeous. Watching that trailer, I went, oh, this looks fantastic. I just hope that the storytelling is on point and everything's Mm -hmm. coming together. And I have a feeling it will be because I love Gage. I love Wainwright. Hammerlock, he's okay. You know, a lot of people love him too, but he's not my Mm -hmm. favorite. I ain't going to lie. But Wainwright, man, God, he cracks me up. He's ridiculous, over the top. And, of course, Mm -hmm. Gage is my homegirl played with gauge for years and years and years and years so i'm already set up for success in this one it's gonna be good man Mm-mm. i agree with you i love gauge i'm excited to see if any other characters i mean a bunch of characters are going to come to the wedding are they going to mm-hmm. be involved as npcs who's that guy that seemed to have like gouged out his eyes but then is wearing sunglasses over top of him that's 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 kind of cthulhu craziness and i will say hey one other thing that we got I think it was it was after the panel, but I think it was Sam Winkler tweeted out, you know, it was like, hey, here's the trailer for DLC 2. And he went, hey, awesome job on the trailer, guys. And thanks a lot to Gearbox Quebec, who did a whole ton of work on this DLC and put it together and made everything awesome. He shouted out to the, you know, the DLC's game director. He said he was an awesome dude to work with. So I'm excited to see, hey, more collaboration. Gearbox Quebec and Gearbox proper. That's only good stuff. Mm-hmm. And on top of it all, the usuals come in this one. If you are just jumping back in, you took a big lapse, you're not leveled up properly, doesn't matter. You'll be able to hop right into this DLC. It's going to match the uh, enemy levels to your levels, so you can have a good time getting appropriate loot, all that usual stuff that it does, so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be like, well, I never really finished the game in hard, true Valhunter mode, or leveled up all the way. Uh, Do I really want to get in and play it? You don't got to worry about it. You get to come on in, have some fun, keep leveling up, keep doing what you're doing. On top of that, you get the new legendaries that are going to be in there, new cosmetics, as Randy pointed out. All the bells and whistles you usually get with these DLCs and much more. Oh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too. When's it coming, too. Matt? Oh, oh yeah. See, I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it down so far <laughs> earlier in the show notes. It's coming out. It's just around the corner. It's pretty much exactly a month away. It's coming out on the 26th of March. So just one more month, and you'll be playing DLC too, as long as you got the season pass or bought it a la carte. Boom. It's right around the corner. It is indeed. And with that, 
they wrapped up the show. They did all the things they're going to do. They said, hey, we hope you were, had a good time. We're excited. We're also going to give away a bunch of things, so make sure you come over here and visit us. Give us autographs. They made one dude go off the stage with, like, more than he could possibly get off that stage. And they did a what, Matt? I was going to say thank you for for mentioning that because they put it on Gearbox Loot. If you go on Gearbox Loot's Instagram, you, you see the post. It says, hey, we're giving away all the stuff we gave away to this dude. All you got to do is go down in the comment section of that post. Well, you have to follow Gearbox Loot first. If you don't, go follow them because they always post up cool stuff, cool deals. But then go in the comment section of that post, tag your co-op buddy, and then you'll be entered to win all that stuff. Big old pile of stuff. Mm-hmm. I went over there and I saw that you posted me. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and posted somebody else as well. And now we're both in there and got a shot at some of that Heck sweet yeah. loot. Because why not? I mean, I almost missed it because I was skipping through the magic trick stuff. But didn't they have like a, hey, we're we're all COV in here, like doormat? Like, mm-hmm. I want that doormat. Oh, I put yeah. that right outside the apartment. Holy mm-hmm. crap. That would be amazing. Not to mention the millions of other little things they had there. They had some of the wet wet works or whatever. They had some of those little figurines sitting there that I saw. So you mm-hmm. might not even have to buy them all. If you win, they're going to be right oh. there for you. Well, i got to get it while it's on sale, though. Maybe I, I'll just oh, have two. that's true. I'll have flack on this side and flack on that side. That's like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Yeah, you just got to buy it anyway. It, it's, it's worth it. I'll get those like Warhammer figure paints. I'll make him like alternate costume. Oh, that would be really cool. That'd be pretty yes. cool, actually. Doing like the US of A one right here and then having the uh-huh. OG one right there. Hell yeah. Now you're getting crazy, Matt. Now you're getting crazy. Woo! Just like we were crazy listening to the PAX East episode over there in Boston, having a good time. But for the night, I think that's it. I think we wrapped it up unless Matt's got something up his sleeve that I don't know about. We did it. We yeah. had a good time. I'm taking a look. Right sleeve, left sleeve, I got nothing. got nothing. So if you got something up your sleeve, listeners, any kind of questions, comments, concerns, feedback of any variety or sort, send it to us via email at info at thirdshift.me, tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can find us on Facebook. You can also find us over there at the wonderful Patreon, where, as we mentioned before, we do all sorts of fun things for those who want to throw a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, a thousand dollars, or maybe that coveted one million dollars our way. We've got some cool content just for those of you who have helped keep these lights on, keep us motivated, keep us running over here at Third Shift. You all are wonderful, and we thank you so very much. We hope you enjoy that all that extra content that we throw at you. For those of you who cannot donate financially, monetarily, whatever, that's okay. You know what? You can still listen to the show, have a great time, and support us by maybe giving us mailbag questions, sending us feedback, five-star ratings. All those things are fantastic. We really appreciate them. I'm telling you, I always say it, but we really do. It's crazy. People don't think we do, but we do. I don't Mm -hmm. don't even understand how I can't just, it sounds so generic. It really does. Oh, we really appreciate it. But we do. You get that stuff and you go, oh, hey, yippee, I made somebody's life better today. And then you dance and you do a jig and then somebody goes, oh, I hurt you, Eric. And then it just brings you back to normal. But guess what? I'm at least normal now. Mm-hmm. I'm not down in the dumps because somebody hates me. Somebody likes me. Somebody hates me. Now I can be okay. You can be that person. Do it for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you. <laughs> So much for making us normal people instead of letting us just just glower in the dumps. 
Oh, man. But, of course, this podcast also drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your rear holes on the 6th of March for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate them. We appreciate those five-star stories, which we are due to tell one. Somebody's mm-hmm. due to tell a five-star <laughs> story. I can't wait to hear it. I'm so excited. But I'm going to let the tension build because we've already had a nice long episode tonight, boys and girls. There was all sorts of wonderful information. We're going to save that story for a night where we're lo- wondering what we're going to even say and talk about. That's when you'll get it. <laughs> I'll just, I'll have zero show notes and I'll just write, Eric tells a five star oh story. Oh my gosh. What's on the agenda today, Eric? You're going to tell a story. You're going you're gonna to save us, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I think for tonight, you said it. It's time to wrap it up. There's nothing else to say, but. Don't forget to save, 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 save. Shut up and sit down.